You're listening to the Life Reborn Podcast with your host, Jacqueline Page. Join me as I share my journey of returning to my authentic self by shedding labels and stigmas that are prominent in today's society. It is my hope that through sharing my story, you find guidance and wisdom to live a more empowered and meaningful life. Thank you for tuning in today. It is such an honor to share this space with you. Hello, hello, radiant beings and magical souls. Here we are for another episode. And I am just flowing with the messages. And today's episode, I heard the call of sharing how stepping away from organized religion has strengthened my faith and my spiritual path. I feel like this ties into a little bit of what I shared about in healing my sisterhood wounds episode about the rise of the feminine and Mary Magdalene, the rise of her essence and her energy in this period of time right now. It it ties into, I was about to say a little bit, but no, that's really... (laughs) minimizing, um, the magnitude of her presence, but it, it, I I heard the call to share this. And so much of that ties into what I'm going to share today. And I'm just going to give the disclaimer that if you practice, um, organized religion, go to church in any way, this is not to, um, bring shame or condemn or condemn anyone for their practices or their beliefs. I'm sharing my journey and my personal opinion and belief about religion and the confinements that it places around us. And this is very much, well, I feel like it's a mixture of my beliefs but also channeling the messages that I have been receiving through meditation, through my body, through the books that I'm reading and um, my practice and and what I'm cultivating an awareness around. And so take what I have to say with an open heart and an open mind, receive what feels good, leave what doesn't because this is your journey And I'm not here to dictate your journey. I'm here to spread awareness of the messages that come through me. And that's my journey. And I am just here as a human also navigating this life. And so, yeah, just come with a little bit of a lightheartedness because I feel like religion is such a heavy political topic. And this episode might touch upon some of those things, but... How can we soften and, um, and receive? And if something is activating you, sit with it and get curious about it. Don't just be dismissive of it, but rather come into it with the lens of curiosity of why is this activating me? What about this message is stirring up something from within me and what is being stirred up within me? And, um, here we go. We're, we're here for the ride. (laughs) So 
just to give you a little bit of backstory, I grew up in a Catholic home. We practiced Catholicism, went to church every Sunday. Well, actually, I don't even know. I felt like it. (laughs) I can't quite say if that's true or not, but it felt like we went to church every Sunday and, you know, practiced Lent, um, practiced, you know, First Communion and um, Confession, which felt very, very strange to me, even as a child. And, you know, practiced all of those teachings. And I'm just going to give my little bit of personal opinion of my journey of what I received and the messages that are portrayed in the Catholic religion. And this is the lens that I viewed it as. This is the lens that I experienced it in. But I feel like so much of my sexual trauma, okay, not, not trauma. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. So much of my, um, shame around sexuality, I feel like has been conditioned from the church teaching us that sex is sinful, that pleasure, like not, I feel like I was on a very heated path and I got interrupted by my son. And so, okay, let me settle back into this because I feel like I was about to say the word masturbation. (laughs) He was at the door looking at me. So, all right, sinking back in. I think he was just here to bring a little lighthearted energy to me (laughs) because I can get very fired up about this. Just quick little tangent. I am a Taurus sun sign, but I have an Aries moon. And so I get really fueled up pretty intensely and very quickly. (laughs) So I think that was the message to settle back in, simmer down, simmer down. All right, here we are. So, um, where was I at? Yeah. Just sharing about, I mean, even the Bible teaches that any sexual penetration outside of trying to conceive a child in missionary position is a sin and masturbation is a sin. I mean, all gluttony is a sin. I mean, there's just it's just so many rules and barriers that I feel like just condemn you for being who you are. And that felt very, oh, what is the word I'm looking for? Confining, shameful, feeling like I'm wrong, like feeling like I'm wrong. And even just like getting that conditioning about, all of the experiences like pleasure is wrong. And so it's like, how can we fully tap into the essence of who we are as a human being on this planet? But then as we dive into that and explore that taught that that's wrong, that's naughty, that's shameful, that's dirty. It's such a paradox. And it's, it, it doesn't make sense to me for lack of a better word, lack for better, for lack of better words. And I think that, not I think that, I question why the divine would create 
our bodies to receive so much pleasure if it was wrong to experience? Why would we be designed this way to experience this pleasure if it was wrong or sinful? And I feel like a lot of what is taught in Christianity is very patriarchal and it takes away the feminine essence and really is rooted in the masculine energy. And in my personal opinion, you can't have harmony and balance when you take one away from the other. We all have feminine and masculine energies within us. And you're out of balance if you're suppressing one of those things. And the feminine is about looking within, connecting inward to your intuition, to that voice within. The masculine is, you know, that outward projection of, I don't even know if it's the masculine, but so much of religion is teaching you to get answers outside of you and almost like disempowering you that you don't have the answers within you. But yet, if we are made in God's image, aren't we all, don't we all have God's essence within us? Aren't we surrounded by God's essence in everything that is in the creation of this world? And so for me, it's hard to comprehend why God would make us this way, but yet it'd be wrong. And just to give a little history about the teachings of Christianity and the origins of it, because I think it's also important to understand why we're taught what we're taught. Like, how did the Bible become about? How did these teachings become about? And why are we only taught one sector of things? Oh, okay. There's so much going through my mind, like a million different channels that are wanting to be channeled through. And like, it's really hard to decipher because so much is flowing through me and I feel like I want to talk so fast, but I'm trying to sink in and really uh, be present and mindful. Okay, let's go with the history and then we'll see where this unravels from there. So back in 325, when Constantine was the emperor of Rome, he declared Christianity as the religion that will be practiced. So let me just show you right there that a male, one single person declared this and then enforced this with, um, what is the word I'm looking for? With um, militia? Like, like there, he chose the religion from a male perspective and then they convened as a council to decide which texts would be the standard of the church. And any texts that went against those sayings were burned, were banned. And so you have a very narrow path of what is being taught. And everything that questions this, that disobeys this teaching is wrong. And you are not allowed to... to practice it, to read it, to convey with it. And so can you already begin to see how that decision 
unfolded the path of Christianity and it was decided by one male person? <laughs> like, how could one person be the deciding factor of what I believe to be true? And so much of that, I feel like, took out the teachings of Mary Magdalene. And I feel very raw sharing this of the, um, the findings that have unraveled within me. And currently the book that I'm reading is the Magdalene Manuscript. And it's a channeled book, which can be controversial in itself, but it talks about how Mary Magdalene practiced sex magic healing And if you get down to conscious, connected, spiritual, sexual energy, it can heal. It can manifest abundance and prosperity. And the church viewed this as dirty. And in 591, Pope Gregory declared Mary as a prostitute. Here we go again. One singular person making this decision and making this declaration. And so since 591, the teachings that have enveloped within Christianity of sharing that Mary Magdalene as a prostitute is what is being spread throughout history. And then it wasn't until 1969 that the Catholic Church overturned that But all of the dogma, all of the teachings didn't change. They made this declaration, but there wasn't a lot of actionable steps to overturn that besides just a decision to overturn that. And if you can see how how the teachings that were taught today in Christianity and religion formed from singular men deciding what we were going to basically learn and everything that didn't match this or resonate with this or question this was banned and not allowed. And I think that also just teaches you not to question. I mean, even when you talk about Christianity in the sense of if you don't believe, one, if you don't believe in Christianity, you're going to hell. I mean, like that's just so fear-based teachings. Like, Or that if you don't believe that Jesus Christ came as our Savior and he died for our sins, that you're going to hell. And I'm sorry, what is heaven and hell? Like, I think that's another humanistic teaching of good and bad and teaching us about fear and wanting to basically condition you to be a quote unquote good little girl and good little boy that follows these things and aligns in this path and not to question anything. As a child, I truly wonder, like, how could... How could someone's belief system send them to hell? Or like, 
lying. Like whenever I would go to confession, it just felt so off-putting to me. I didn't understand like why we were telling this person who I do not know, like the deepest, most intimate parts of myself. Like, isn't that my relationship with God? Like, shouldn't I be discussing this with God and not this stranger? Like I'm divulging the deepest parts of myself to somebody I have never even met before. It just blows my mind. And as a child, I remember feeling uncomfortable about this. I remember feeling like I didn't want to go, that I didn't like this practice, that I didn't, I didn't like the way I felt in my body going there. And, oh, but you're taught like you need to do this because you're Catholic and it's confession time and X, Y, and Z. And there isn't a lot of room for, for, yeah, questioning and curiosity outside of what you're taught. And so my journey transitioned from being a very faithfully devoted Catholic to um, a devoted Christian to I'm just here connecting with God by myself. Not by myself, but it's, I feel like as I stepped away from religion, And the messages of what's good and bad, the messages of what I quote unquote need to do to like fit into this bubble of Christianity or religion, I got closer to myself. I trusted myself more. I trusted the the voice within me. I looked within myself for answers rather than always seeking to find the answers from someone else because who's going to who's going to know me better than myself? <laughs> yeah, God, but that's why I go straight to God and not this extra person who's going to get me to God. That doesn't make sense to me. And I have found God in nature. I have found God in being present with myself. I have found God in my heart. I have found God in other people, which I truly didn't I wasn't able to grasp that capacity of seeing God in others. And so because I see God in others, it's like I live in a world that is radiant. And I truly feel that now in my life, like everything can be a beautiful ritual to to connect you straight to source, to the divine. And my understanding of Yeshua. So I resonate with calling Jesus Yeshua. One, because the letter J wasn't even invented in the time that he was born. And so we'll just leave it at that. But Like my understanding of Yeshua and the teachings that he brings is so much grander, I feel, than like what the church teaches you about him. And another thing that I questioned as a child growing up was why would one certain religion be the right religion? 
because we live on a world of diversity and so many religions and beliefs and gods and divine. How could they be wrong for believing what they believe? That how, why is my quote unquote God the right God? And if all of these people are going to hell, like that's, that's so much for a child to wrap their head around. If you like really think about like the core of what you're presenting and teaching. And I, I truly believe that all of these religions, all of these faiths, all of these divination tools lead you to the same thing, like divine God, God is all God is every one of those religions, but also not because I feel like religion is the human concept. And I feel like it's gotten very warped through the years of human hands and beliefs and projections and layers being put on top of all of this. (sighs) This is a lot. This is a lot to take in. This is a lot to share and process as I'm trying to be this vessel that's being a conduit of all these messages coming through for me. But also, like, especially speaking from the Catholic religion and many religions where women are not allowed to be leaders. And so what is that already teaching young women that, like, we're not allowed to be a leader in this church, in this religion? That always boggled my mind as a child. Why are we not allowed? And the fact that you're suppressing sex and pleasure and abstinence, that it, it, I feel like as you repress something, I feel like it's going to divulge into a different energy. And so you hear a lot about Catholic priests molesting children. And from my personal opinion, it's like you are repressing that energy that wants to come out and isn't given a channel to come out in a healthy way to experience that pleasure that it's it's distorted within that person that being and then it comes out in a very unhealthy way of molestation and you hear so much about that but if if these people were just truly given the permission to be who they are I mean I wonder I wonder if those actions would still be happening. There's just so much to unravel here. (laughs) I mean, it's not funny, but it kind of is comical. And what else? Even just the teaching of, of Yeshua and Mary, like not being in partnership. (sighs) I mean, if you really dissect so much, The fact that like Mary was able to go to the tomb where he was buried. But in that Jewish culture, if you were not married and like that person's spouse, you would not be allowed in that tomb. So then how was Mary allowed into the tomb where Jesus was um, buried and resurrected? And if Yeshua was also not married in that from what I understand and what I've learned is that he would not be allowed into the synagogues to preach that 
if he was seen as an unmarried person at his age, that he would be, um, oh, what's the word that they use? Not incompetent, but like immature, like he wouldn't, the church would like frown upon that. And so it's interesting how all of these things evolved in that time, but yet the, the Bible or the church says that they were not married. I just urge you to begin to question these teachings, like truly question what you've been taught and why you've been taught it and where it came from, because I don't believe that these are the true teachings of God and Yeshua. I think these are teachings that humans have construed over the years. And so as I've deconditioned from all of that messaging, I've seen the true essence of God. And I just explained that a second ago of, of living a life in true faith. And because I have faith and trust and surrender, my life flows with more ease because I have that faith in a higher power beyond myself. I can live with the sense of peace and trust that I feel like wouldn't be there if I didn't have these beliefs. And honestly, didn't as much have these beliefs because I feel like my faith was distorted. And and what is, I can't find earthly words of like the energy that I, I felt when I was Catholic or Christian or whatever label you want to put on it. But it's almost like I had this false sense of pride, like claiming that label because it gave me this entitlement that made me better than other people. If that even makes sense. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if this is being wrapped up or if I'm just taking a pause and let this settle and allow more to come through. So many times I'll record a podcast episode and I'm like, yes, everything just channeled. I'm finished. I'm done. And then as the days go by, like so many more nuggets like flow through. And sometimes I'll like record extra pieces and try to slip them in somewhere. And then sometimes I'm like, that just doesn't fit. And I'm going to let that go. So I'm going to pause here and see if this, to see if this is finished and complete. And I will tune back in to either record an ending or the rest of this message. A few things have come to me as I've sat with this. Sometimes I feel like if I record these episodes too far in advance from when I'm going to release it, I get really cold feet. And I feel like maybe I'll just skip this week's episode, but I know that wouldn't be doing justice to the messages from divine because I have been practicing the act of surrender and stepping out of my comfort zone, even when it feels incredibly vulnerable. There's so many reasons why this episode feels vulnerable. One, because of the, the energy around this topic of religion, but also just because I feel like it's more of my essence, so to speak, like my imperfections of speaking and 
not okay, not necessarily my imperfections, but allowing myself to just flow. Normally I would go and edit all of those out, but I feel like I've said before, it just, it takes away from the authenticity, authenticity of me being like a human (laughs) that, yeah. So let me just dive in. The only other aspect that came to me was how, um, The aspect of Christianity plays a part in traditional Christian holidays. And as I've become a mother, I've really begun to question the traditions that we do and why we do them. And when we, when I honestly just out of a very black and white fact kind of way look at these holidays it doesn't really feel like super aligned with with me and why we do these if if you just honestly like break down halloween and you are buying a costume and you are going around to uh houses strangers people's houses typically and um asking for candy, which doesn't really serve our bodies anyways. And I won't go into more details of the consumerism. I just feel like a lot of it is tied around consumerism. And, um, even Christmas, which if you go to the core of what Christmas is, it's celebrating the birth of Jesus. And I know that the three wise men brought gifts upon his birth and there is a like um a resemblance here of the gift of his life and what that has brought to us and um how that has evolved from the story of Saint Nicholas and how that has evolved into Santa Claus but for me as i was just unraveling like the things that we do around Christmas time, it felt, um, what is the word? I was questioning it. Why are we basing this entire holiday around buying gifts and only buying gifts? Like, yes, I mean, it's fills people up to buy to be able to give to others and like watch them open gifts. And I can see some aspect of like the holiday joy around that. But, but I also feel like some people buy themselves into debt just to partake in this holiday or telling our children that a strange man might come into our house at night and bring presents. (laughs) Is this just me? Like, is this only flabbergasting to me? That one, we're lying to our children. Two, we're telling them that a strange man that we do not know and have never met, but just pulling our full faith in them to allow them to enter our home. (laughs) And then also telling our children that these people, the elves, elf on the shelf, Santa is watching you to make sure you're a good little boy or a good little girl. Do you see how this is just continuously playing into the system of like, 
trying to control you to follow a certain set of guidelines. Like it's already conditioning them to follow that role of I'm a good person. I'm a good boy. I'm a good girl. And even just a very side tangent note, I do not use the term, oh, you are such a good boy. You're such a good girl to my children. I think that is a very um, outdated phrase that one, if you can be good, then you can be bad. And my, and children are not bad. Children are learning how to be in their body, how to um, process these incredibly big emotions that they have. They are learning the world for the first time and that can be overwhelming. So children are not bad. There's um, a message behind every um, behavior. Every behavior is communication. Anyways, that was my side little tangent. Um, but even just like talking about Easter, which is such an incredibly powerful holiday, but it has diverted into a Easter bunny who brings you <laughs> Easter egg or you find Easter eggs or Easter bunny brings you an Easter basket. I think I just, I, um, I like to dive into the meaning behind all of these. And I, uh, and there is some aspect of tradition behind it, but it's just become so blanketed with consumerism that it's hard to even see that. And then if, and if you're partaking in these holidays by never even addressing or bringing meaning or tradition, like tradition to what you're doing, I mean, I think that just plays into the mindlessly living through life. Like you're just going through the motions just to do it rather than having purpose, having meaning, having connection. Why are we doing these things? And so that is just my tangent on religion, uh, Christian-based holidays. And honestly, as I've done my own research, a lot of the Christian holidays came about to mask or outshine pagan holidays that really were very seasonal-based, earth-based, connecting to the elements and the healing powers of the earth. And when there was a pagan holiday, then there was some Christian holiday that came like right around that same exact time. (laughs) Just my little um, history fact on Christian-based religion, uh, religious holidays. But I think that I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because, yeah, it's it was a lot. It was a lot for me to process and share as I came across this since I've become a parent and re-evaluating um, the things that we do and why we do them so that I can instill meaningful traditions into our family And, um, I will also note that I am only one parent in this, a parent partnership. And so it has been a give and take compromise on how we celebrate these holidays. And in, in my opinion, or if it was just only my way, we wouldn't be participating in a lot of these, but maybe other versions of traditional things around these holidays, but I am not the only parent. And so we do have to find compromise. So I will just throw that last tangent out there. (laughs) 
Okay, I think I'm going to wrap this up because I'm sure that that was a lot for you to um, receive and to process. And if you ever want to chat about how this podcast aligns with you or doesn't align with you and you would like to have um, a beautiful discussion and conversation about differences of opinions, I'm always open to to discuss that. I, I love having conversations with people who are heart opened and willing to have unbiased like conversations about topics like this. And I will also say that this is from a lens of the the types of religions that I have been exposed to that I grew up in and that this podcast was from a lens of my experience. And so I acknowledge that there are ample amount of um, other religions that could have more meaning and aren't as one way that I described here. And so I'm not putting every single religion into this all-encompassing conversation, although I do want to also um, offer that if you do participate in a certain religion to just kind of question and look upon the things that I did bring up here and how those tie into your religion, what do you see in that aspect um, about like them teaching you to look outside of yourself rather than inside of yourself, not allowing women to be a part of that Um And are they using shame and trying to bring about certain rules that are, are given in a shame way, in a shame based way. But that is my take on this. I think that I'm going to be wrapping up my um, podcast for season two up pretty soon. I am hoping to eventually still do. I think the next one that I'm going to record is going to be about my journey of food and then record an episode with Jeremy and then wrap up season two because I'm feeling this coming to an end as well. So I hope you enjoyed these conversations, these episodes. I'd love to chat about it with you. If you want to reach out, you can um, message me on Instagram. I'm at the.awaken.mama and I hope to hear from you soon. I will see you guys next time.